Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everybody. The whole, the whole world is worried about uh, aliens for some reason. I don't, all of a sudden there's like alien craze. Um, I don't... Hold on. Sorry. Um, I don't know, but I, I can't really, I mean, it's like, I, I don't know why. I don't understand why, but I thought we would so, talk about it anyway, because of all the events leading up to it. Um, I mean, they could mean something, but before we get into all that, do you believe in intelligent alien life? Um, I don't believe that it exists. I don't disbelieve in the possibility of it. Okay. That's about where I am. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, I don't, and I don't feel so strongly, I don't feel strongly about it either way. I just personally, yeah, I wouldn't. personally, I don't think it's there. I do kind of think maybe unintelligent life form is out there because I, Oh, yeah, like on planets waiting for us to discover yeah, them and stuff like that. I, I live in hopes that mm-hmm. that someday we're going to get to these other planets and that we'll find some really cool stuff, you know? It's just, I mean, the the wonders of God and all that, and it, it just, I, I think if we don't, then we don't, then we'll see even better stuff in heaven. But if 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 we do, then that'll be cool. Yep. Um, but alien life forms coming here to in their spaceships to talk to us or to whatever. I mean, were they going to go at war with us? I I don't know. It, it's something that a lot of people worry about. Yeah. I mean, they it's really kinda, worry about it. Yeah, and. Uh... It's kind of a silly worry. Um, yeah. Because to, 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 if you accept the premise behind it of, you know, these like super advanced, super, either super technological or super intelligent, whichever it is right. that, that drives their advancement. Um, these, these other races out in the galaxy or whatever, um, coming to visit Earth and do whatever it is they're going to do. I don't know. Enslave us or whatever. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, but if you accept the premise to begin with, then given the age of the universe, there's no particular reason why now is any more likely a time for, for that contact to happen than say, you know, 5,000 years ago. Or 5,000 years from now. Or 5,000 years from now. It's, you know what I mean? The, yeah. I mean, the, the threat, if, if these advanced civilizations exist, they got advanced a while ago. If, if they now can, can, you know, travel stars and that kind of stuff. It's like so, now that we've advanced enough to even ponder them being there, that means now's when they're going to come. Yeah. It's almost like, like the human race is in that, uh, that, 
young infant stage where where a baby first starts becoming aware of say the difference between itself and other people yeah. and yet it believes that all of those other people are there for it 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 has that sort of uh uh like a primal narcissism kind of thing i think that as yeah. a human race maybe that's what we're showing with this alien worry yeah, stuff yeah it is and i there's nothing there's nothing uh, in theology, in Catholic theology, that um, would would keep us from believing that it does exist. Yeah, but or or at least nothing that would be upset if we found out they existed. Right now, however, if you if you cling to the story of salvation, then a couple of things you you can trust in. Number one is that God desires to save man from hell. And just because aliens were here wouldn't mean that he didn't desire to save man from hell. That's mm-hmm. why he died. Um, yeah. If, if they have their own salvation story... Okay, it is what it is. I, I don't know, but um, our story would still be the same. And God made some promises, you know. He promised he right. would be here until the end of time. If the end of time is when an alien nation, uh, race comes and wipes us out, it, it seems kind of pointless. He came down and died for us, and then our end is when another intelligent race comes and kills us. Well, <laughs> yeah, what happens to that's that That's a very race? anticlimactic end of yeah, time. Yeah, it's like, that's, I just, I'm sorry. I definitely don't see it going that way. Um, right. If, if it's not the end of time, if there's an alien race and they take us prisoners to use as slave labor or something like that, well, that's no different from nations doing the same thing to other nations, which they've done throughout all history. Right. Or, you know, the, the, that's uh, not much to, the motivation may be different, but it's, it's not a very different situation as a Christian, um, than those in the early church who were persecuted right. by the large nations. Yeah. And you think, like, Dinesh D'Souza talks about England coming, colonizing in India, uh, bringing somewhat of a slavery condition to the Indian people. Mm-hmm. But even during that slavery, most of the Indian people were better off than they were before. Yes. The technology yeah. and the order that was brought to their civilization made their civilization better, not worse. And now it's certainly better with the 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 laws that they have adopted and mm-hmm. the, yeah, especially based on English concepts of law and that kind of stuff. So, I I mean if if another race came and did the same thing to us and they were better than us they would have to be a little bit better if they were able to enslave us then in the end you know maybe we win maybe not we might benefit yeah and 
Maybe we end up spreading the gospel. Yeah. So, the whole thing seems... It's just a silly thing to worry about. But... Mm-hmm. Um, on the... You know, as I said, there's there's nothing against us believing it. At the same time, I hear over and over again, when I say, why do you believe in aliens? Uh-huh. They talk about the vastness of the universe. And then they just say, we can't be the only ones. Simply yeah. well, because see, that's where it's like the universe is so big. <sighs> Such people lack the imagination to understand the mind of God, because even if the universe is infinite in extent, you know, spatial extent, um, it's still tiny in the mind of God. Right. It's a small thing for him to have created it for us. Right. It's a, it's a, an act of, of playful whimsy for God to have created the infinite universe. If it's indeed infinite. And if you think about it, if God wanted to create us, he'd have to put us somewhere. If he decided, I'm going to create this physical world and have physical beings that have intelligence and spirit, well, then he needs a physical place. He has to put us somewhere. So Mm -hmm. why wouldn't he, why would he only make one planet? I mean, that would, yeah. it, we wouldn't work. The planet wouldn't work by itself. It works with the rest of the universe. I mean, right. I guess he right. could make it work, but that's kind of boring. Why wouldn't he make, hey, all right, here's where I'm going to start. Big boom. Especially knowing that we would explore the world he gave us. Right. And so he would make it so, okay, explore all you want. You, you know, yeah. I, I, I've set it up so you'll never run out. And, and instead of there's a sky and on the other side of that sky is heaven. I mean, yeah. why would he make it that way? That's incredibly unimaginative. Um, mm-hmm. So to make the entire universe just so he has a place to put us, that seems logical. Not far-fetched at all. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... But, you know, there, there's a twist on this whole alien, uh, I don't know, alien, um, story that, uh, I, I, a worry's not really the, the word, but in, um, the, the sort of advanced civilization storytelling that has permeated somewhat pop culture, uh, somewhat the movies, somewhat the books, and so forth, there's this concept of an alien race that's waiting until we're ready. And then they're going to come and bestow on us wisdom <laughs> and enter into, you know, usher in for us in cooperation with them, a, uh, a, a era of, of peace and prosperity for everybody. And, you know, that kind of thing. That is one of the stories. And that, Seems to me equally as silly. I think that's even less likely than, than the other stories. Yeah. Cause what, I mean, and for all our, our, uh, grandeur and the, the mighty things that we've created, uh, we're still doing the same things that we did 5,000 years ago. We're still killing each yeah. other over women. Some, some even worse. And, mm-hmm. uh, 
fighting over money and fighting over land. If we do, it's all the same would, things. Power. Why would another civilization get it better? I mean, unless it's an unfallen race or something like okay. that. Yeah, then I, I could see if that. If it's but. an unfallen race, then knowledge isn't going to help us. Right. Because we're fallen. Yeah. They, they can't impart anything to us that, that we don't really already have. And they would know that. Yeah, that's true. Now, here's the thing. In fact, they would probably know it well enough to leave us alone right. so that, so that, you know, they don't, you know, fall through some kind of interaction. It's like, or uh, in, uh, C.S. Lewis's, uh, the, oh, the that's lion was. a story about that, didn't no, it? Well, yeah, it was like the lion, uh, was making other worlds. And he made this world. Oh, in the, the, yeah. Okay. And the witch but, you know, got into Lewis that. did some sci-fi stuff too. Okay. I'm just talking about the Lion, okay. Witch, and the Wardrobe in but, Right, where he's one making of the all books. these different worlds. And the boy and the girl, they, they kind of like appear like pawns. Yeah. In this landscape, but, or pools of water or something. But when, when they enter into that world, the witch gets in there also. And, he announces an evil has gotten into this world, and they're like, "What's an evil?" But that's you know. So right. So the point is, is that the human race, being fallen, went into this world and messed up the world. You know. So I, I'm sure mm-hmm. if aliens knew about us and they were an unfallen race, they'd be like, "No, we don't want them over here. They've they've screwed up their own yeah. planet. We don't want them coming here." And that's how it would be. But here's the thing, though, if um, about the uh, bestowing wisdom uh, trope, um, if enough people, let's say, had an expectation or an openness to that as a possibility, then how hard would it be for a set of demons to pose as uh, beneficent aliens? And lead, yeah. lead us even more astray, for example. Okay. Now, I don't think they need to do that. That, you know, that, that's not, you know, I'm not proposing that as some kind of apocalyptic thing. But if there are people who are looking for, for wisdom from aliens, to me, that's an opening for a demon to slip in and say, Hey, I'm an alien. I'll give you some wisdom. Yeah. The same way a long time ago, there were demons who said, I'm a god. Worship me. Yeah. Uh, here's the only thing about that is that the, a demon like that could only lead those people who were wanting to be led, I think. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because That's true. the demon couldn't give them any new knowledge, I don't think, that we didn't already have. I don't, I, I mean, I know well, that the demons, I know that demons have an understanding of the physical world like we do, but I don't... I, I think they have a predictive understanding, too. What do you mean? So, they have a deep enough understanding that, let's say they wanted to mislead somebody, um, they could tell them things that are going to happen that, that the demon, because their scope of knowledge is so vast in terms of the totality of world events that they could see clearly things that are going to happen that we don't know okay. yet. So they could and see so, so like an earthquake coming. In that coming. sense, I think. That's what I mean. Yeah, okay. So a demon sees an earthquake coming and he tells a group of people, hey, there's going to be an hey, earthquake. you guys get out. I'm going to save you. Yeah. 
And then you're going to do my bidding or something. It could be something like that. But things like, I mean, electricity. I, 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 I'm sure the angels knew what electricity was, the physical aspects of it, and demons as well. I don't think they could have come up with a way to harness it and use it the way we did. Oh, right. They, they wouldn't have invented the generator, the electrical generator, for example. Right. So they... Or the light bulb. Yeah. I, I don't think a demon could come up with a light bulb. And I think otherwise they would have. They would have imparted that kind of knowledge longer ago, maybe, mm-hmm. unless unless God just doesn't let them. That's the other part of this, is that demons are able to do a lot of things that God doesn't let them do. Oh, right. But Right. They have in their nature a lot, a, a lot of control over the physical world. And they're, they're not allowed to use it. But God prohibits them. So the we're back to the fact that... Um, yeah, they could fool people, and they could fool them into doing something terrible, and they've done that before. As a matter of fact, they do it all the time, I think. Mm-hmm. Maybe not directly as in talking to someone, but I'm sure that has happened many Planting times. Planting thoughts and... Right. Um, but, I don't know. The, the other argument is that, because, see, right now there's all these... Things in the sky, the Tic Tacs, things like that. Um, the what? The Tic Tac, the flying Tic Tac. Tic Tac. Oh, come on. Don't tell me you haven't seen the video of the flying Tic Tac. No. All right. I, I'm sorry. I don't watch videos. Yeah. Um, so there's a thing that looked like a flying. I heard a video of uh, like shooting down some kind of octagon. Over Lake Huron. When? And I've heard Today? there were a couple or of other... This week? Like, on a day. No, I, I, I'm talking about generally. I'm talking about something like within the past, I don't know, five years, six years ago. Uh, oh, like cigar shapes. Like stuff like that. Unidentified yeah, spaceship UFOs. things. We've okay. got yeah, videos yeah, yeah, yeah. of I'm, UFOs. I'm familiar with that kind of stuff. We have Stuff happens and, and people say, well, there's all these... Uh, thoughts about what that is and there's often the thought that it is a demon I just I don't I don't go there either I don't think so I really don't I don't think the things that we see and call UFOs I don't think those are demons or angels I think they're just some kind of natural event that there's just things we don't understand yeah we just don't understand it it's okay the same way we don't understand dark matter or dark energy, mm-hmm. which I think actually is just a misunderstanding about how gravity works or how something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think that's all it is. But um, the thing is that there are some things going on. Uh, first, we start with the Chinese balloon and the, you know, everybody... People saw a balloon. It was basically like the size of a skyscraper. We assume oh, okay. filled with helium, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's a lot of helium when we have a yeah. helium shortage. I mean, I think you talked about this two years ago, about the fact that there was a helium shortage. Yeah, because well, helium, there's, there's not a way to manufacture helium on Earth. Yeah, we have to mine it. I would think it's kind of difficult to mine. 
Yeah, I mean, it must be. It's like it's like it has to almost be like like helium atoms uh, blown off the sun because stars produce helium. Uh, happen to be, you know, captured in a lot of Earth, uh, you know, Earth's mass when Earth was like hot and boiling and bubbling, and then it ended up being these bubbles inside of hardened rock inside the Earth's crust or something like that. That's how I imagine it happening, and I, I don't think there's, I don't think it's re- a replaceable thing on Earth. Yeah. So somebody's filling something the size of a building. In order to attach this little, looks like a spy satellite type of deal. And people saw it. And people said, what is that? And the government says, it's a Chinese spy balloon. Oh, okay. (laughs) Why don't you shoot it? Why is it there? (laughs) I mean, the spy aspect of it is not a big deal. Like you pointed out, every teenage girl is carrying around a a, a, a Chinese spy, spy in her pocket. Yeah. It's called TikTok or TikTok. But the fact that China put something over US airspace, that's a big deal. Why wasn't it dispatched immediately? Right. Which I I I don't believe that it's a Chinese now they're saying because they waited until it was over the ocean to shoot it down. They said yeah. because they didn't want it to hit people. I think maybe they didn't want pieces to fall and then people to be able to get a hold of those pieces to find out what it was. And figure out it's ours? Yeah. Because... That's a thought. The leak now is that some of the stuff was recovered and mm-hmm. people are saying there was English writing on the components. So... Huh. And it was mostly Western technology, but I don't even know what that means because yeah, the, there's no such the thing technology as would be. Western anymore. I mean, everything yeah. we have, yeah. they have. It comes from China anyway. Yeah. Half the time. Or Japan. They made it all. So even if it's got English writing on it, it was probably made over there. But whatever. Um, the fact is they lied about it, and we know they lied about it, but... Yeah, what exactly the lie was, we don't know, but we know that they lied. And they were caught in the lie, and they know that no one believed them. Well, actually, Mm -hmm. some people did, kind of. But anyway, not long after that, first they said, well, it's not that big a deal. They said Trump had three or four spy balloons. And Trump's like... Which everybody immediately, everybody in the know, like, just, like... Confirmed that that's a lie. Yeah. But they doubled down on it. So Trump's like, wait a minute. There were Chinese spies over my country and you didn't tell me? That's kind of a... That would be a big deal. That's that's <laughs> President, uh, not even being told. Yeah. That's pretty serious. So they kind of backed off on it again. And then... Uh, okay. Then they're spotting them in everywhere. They're spotting them over Canada. They shoot one down over Lake Huron. Uh, they shot one down, let's see, over the Yellow Sea. But they're not sea. calling these balloons. No, they're just, the, and people saw one in Montana, something just exploding, falling out of the sky. <laughs> but we're not being told what these things are. So, again, All right. I, well, it seems like the government is is kind of leading people along the alien yeah. 
But it's like, come well, on, here's this the thing: is a lie. it's not aliens, right? I think I think we can conclude that pretty safely. And demons don't explode, right? And they don't get shot down out of the or sky. get shot down. So, so I mean, we could sit here and guess all day about what they are. We just what they are and whose they are. We have no idea. But so, is there a a way to speculate about? the purpose of them being there uh, in terms of, of, you know, government, yeah. I don't know, popular manipulation, that kind of stuff. Why? Why these things? Why now? Is there a way to speculate about that without hypothesizing too strongly about what exactly they are? I, I think that's the direction I would go in. Because, okay, look. There are some things we do know for a fact. We know that there is a group of people who believes that there should be less people on the planet. Yep, that's a fact. And we know that most of the people in high power are of that... uh, In that group. Yeah. Yeah. That's not only a fact, it's an important fact. It's something that should make us all pause and say, hey, wait a minute. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... We now know, I, I don't think it's contested anywhere, that the COVID uh, virus was made in a lab. Yeah, it was concocted. And that... Manufactured. That whole thing, from day one, I mean, I remember when them tri- they tried to tell us, because we all knew there was a, a laboratory in Wuhan that specifically manipulated COVID viruses. We knew that. Mm -hmm. And they tried to sell to us that this weird virus came out of the Wuhan wet markets. And I'm like, dude. Meat markets from bats or something. There's a lab right there. How can you not see this? Expect (laughs) us to believe that. (laughs) So, but, you know, this question of whether or not uh, it was released, or if it escaped, who knows? I think it was released. Mm-hmm. But we also know that uh, a lot of food plants are blowing up. We don't know why. We know mm-hmm. that a lot of farmland is being bought and not used. Yeah. And even before that, and- they were they were paying people not to farm. But I think that's something different. That was a that was like a yeah ag economic thing, but and, and they're being bought by the uh, same people. Chinese interests or people friendly to Chinese interests and Bill Gates people who well that's what I mean by people yeah, friendly to believe that there are too many people in the world. Yes, uh, we know that the vaccine, the answer to the virus, is killing people. Kills people. That's yeah. not deniable and anymore. We don't quite know entirely, but quite possibly, uh, you know, sterilizing people. I yeah. Don't yeah. It seems, it seems that it's doing something. We don't know what yet. When you add all that, oh, and, and we know there's a train wreck in Ohio, and we're not sure where that's going yet. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, no I'm kind of scared about that. About that. Um, I guess what I'm saying is, I here's what my theory is. My theory is that the 
COVID virus was created and then let go in order to get rid of old people. That's what I think happened. That would make sense, except... Whether it was China or America, it still makes sense. I mean, here's the... Here's the, here's the, um, I'll play a a sort of devil's Mm -hmm. advocate against that idea. The old people are the ones who are going to die soon anyway. I know. It it would have made more sense to release a virus that would get rid of young people. But it would. Or. It would, the, the older, older people are the ones we cling to simply because they are human beings. You know? Mm-hmm. You can always make the argument that this young guy is going to do something for society. Right. Old people aren't doing that. And they're the ones that, they're the most obvious, uh, the old and the sick are the most obvious um, evidence that we hold life dear. That we respect human life simply because it's human life. It's, I don't know, it's, it's the trophy of Christianity. And well, you know, there's, it would change the, it, it suddenly all the old people were gone. I think that would change things. Oh, kind of change the, the, the outlook, uh, on human life. You know, that, that, that kind of almost makes a little bit of sense. I was listening to a, uh, interview, um, with, uh, Dr. McDonald on uh, the Patrick Coffin show, he's talking about his new book. He basically has a 12-step program for fear. He, oh, know, yeah, I, I heard that His conclusion is, you know. So, uh, but but he made exactly the, that point that um, it there's not just that individuals are afraid. It's somehow this, this Paul has sort of settled over humanity where the whole ethic of life has changed where it's no longer considered virtuous to be for example courageous generous outgoing or any of that the the only thing that's considered a virtue is to be so-called safe yeah and timid yeah and in the face of whatever kind of danger and i and i think you're right i mean if you if you get rid of the old people and say, oh, well, we had to let them go anyway. Let's all make sure we don't go that way. That, then it, it helps create that. But you know, the other thing is there's a point, a, a, um, a level on which I could also see a virus being, you know, developed that maybe they didn't even know that it, at first, right. That it was only going to affect old people, that somehow young people would be resilient to it. Yeah. But they didn't care. Yeah. Because the virus wasn't the point. Right. The point is the vaccine. Well, here's the thing. I would think that, but they, okay, they prepared for a lot of death. And, mm-hmm. okay, you could say they were just trying to scare people. But I, in the beginning, there was a lot of death. When it first yeah, it started hitting people. It was over time that it was like, okay, it seems to be weakening. Yeah, but even from the very beginning, the demographic stats were super clear that it was just old people. Right, and they tried to make Um, as many old people as they could get it by taking 
shoving them together yeah. with old people who are already sick and that kind of stuff. And keeping yeah. them away from their loved ones. I just think that they thought they would kill a lot more people with that virus than actually died. Than they did. But I think the vaccine is plan two. Or Plan B. Okay, we didn't get everyone. Well, I don't Let's think it's a people. Plan B. I, I think, think it was part of it. I think it. part of it was okay. to get the world population in a state of mind where they would accept almost anything with hardly any testing. And the actual vaccine technology, I mean, uh, you know, this 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 mRNA and, and the particular protein that it seems to be producing and that kind of stuff. Right. Maybe it's super dangerous. Maybe it's it's, you know causing that weird white stuff in people's veins. And maybe all that part is inadvertent. The point is just to get people into the mindset of accepting a vaccine without asking questions. It could be. My theory is that both the virus and the vaccine were attempts to bring down the population. And I think they keep messing up. Oh, yeah. Ultimately, yes, I I agree. I think that when they started feeding the chickens the food that would keep them from laying eggs, I think that was part of it. I think Mm -hmm. the food plants exploding is part of it. What I think is happening is, number one, they're being uh, just, they're being um, defeated by nature. The nature made the virus um weaker as it went on because that's what viruses do. Oh, right. Um yeah. the fact that so many people were unwilling to take the vaccine, I think <laughs> confused them. And <laughs> what? The fact that farmers said, "Hey, this food is making my chickens not lay eggs. I'm going to stop feeding them." Mhm. Those kinds of things, I think I think we're just overcoming them. That's all. I think well, that's what happened. Keep overcoming right. It. And I don't know, but I think maybe these objects are a part of it. I don't know. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, they could be. It, it's weird how many people, like you said, why are there so many people willing to worry about aliens as, as a specific thing, willing to, to go down that, that road of thought? Um, is there some, uh, you know, did, did, does the government know that this is something people can be trained to be afraid of? And so this is one more thing they can bring out to, to try to get people into a, uh, uh, yeah, let's say, uh, you know, to make them a little more hurtable, you know, like sheep. Okay. Well, if, if we can get them, the more we can get them afraid, the more we can get them to do what we want. That is another one of the theories is that this is all psyop. This is this is Biden trying to make us think that we're about to be attacked by aliens. I kind of, if it is, it's being poorly executed. Because I yeah, know there's it, people it, out it, there fight, afraid of it, but not enough to make everyone I mean, wear a yeah, mask. It's not like mass panic or anything like that. Right. And most people are like, hmm, well, the government's a liar. So whatever they're telling us we know is not the truth. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. It's also a part... That, that's where most people are. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of people see this stuff and they just start... They got diarrhea of the mouth and they just start spouting out every possible 
conspiracy. And uh, that makes him a little bit less, I don't know, not trustworthy, but it, it makes him less reliable as a source of information so that the government could say, or the leftists could say, that guy's just a conspiracy theorist. Mm -hmm. I wonder about that, that football player that I thought I saw him die on the field. Then they said he's back, but I haven't... Which, the, that guy who, wait. The, in the Buffalo Bills and Bengals game. Oh, I didn't watch the game. Okay, so... We talked about it. I didn't hear about a guy. You're there was lying a guy now. who that supposedly died. You are lying. Off. Huh? You are lying. We talked about it. On this we, podcast. Okay, if we talked about it, we talked about it, but I didn't watch the game. I know you didn't, but we talked about this whole thing on the podcast. Did we talk about it last week? Two, two podcasts. Oh, was it, was it part of the, uh, the current events? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Buffalo Bills guy gets tackled, stands up, starts walking, falls over. Looks dead and to me. Falls over. Uh, they're doing CPR. People are coming up and walking away crying. I think they all thought he was dead. They take him to but UC. They're saying he's alive. They're saying he's alive now. But you don't really see any good. Uh, you think he'd be giving videos. interviews or something, right? You're I, or, actually you. You'd think news people, especially like sports news, would would be like doing everything they can to get an right. interview with him. They have pictures of him, but it seems like okay. You know what? I haven't looked into this. I'm just asking my wife about updates on it, and I just ask, keep asking her. So, has he done any Zoom interviews or videos where they actually show him up close talking? And she keeps saying no. They'll show okay, a picture so. or a video of him wearing a hood or a mask, mm -hmm. things like that. And it's like, huh? Is he really alive? <laughs> kind of the one. I one thought about it that I have is he's not really alive. Every time somebody says something like that, they're shut down pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. The other thought is, are they waiting for people like us to say he's dead so they can bring him out and say, see it's how a, stupid see, you guys a are? Nuts. I, a bunch of cuckoos. I think they did that with Joe Biden. Remember when they wouldn't let him come out and we all thought it was because he had dementia so bad that he can't even talk? Yeah, yeah. And then he came out within the uh, debate with Trump, and it was like, okay, he's not, he is, he is senile. That's obvious. But yeah, he, he's, he's at least able to be lucid can, for a few minutes at a time and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. That's, and, and they made us look like idiots. Right. Well, so yeah, that kind of stuff could be going on. I also think that there's a little bit, or maybe a lot, of the government, because you know the government has secrets. And yeah. I think that sometimes what they do is they, they take the, the kookiest sounding people they can and they find a way to leak legitimate government secrets to them. They say, well, okay, yeah. stuff leaks. Let's make sure that we control the leak so that by the time it's able to be heard by anybody, it's already been discredited because of who said it first. Right. That kind of stuff does happen. I, I don't think that the government people are the smartest people in the world. I think yeah. the vast majority of them are stupid and incompetent. So when they act like everything is a psyop, I guess everything could be a psyop, but it's not 
organized. Sometimes maybe we're giving them too much credit. Yeah. You know, like 80 different agencies all running PSYOPs, not organized with each other, just different PSYOPs doing different things, just to the point where we really don't know what's true, what's not true anymore, and we just kind of throw up our hands and say, whatever, the whole thing's crazy. I think that's kind of the way it is. But you know that, if, if I understand, I forget who told me this, um, was a stated goal of the CIA to yeah. make it so that Americans could not tell the difference between the truth and a lie when it came to their government. Right. Yeah, I've heard that. I don't remember who said it, but yeah, it was said at one point, and I would say at this point they've accomplished their goal, because I don't believe anything that's in the news or coming out of any government official's mouth. I yeah, just don't believe I mean, the it. The news certainly uh, helped with that. because um, And it's not like, I mean, heaven's sakes, it would be a very different world if we looked at the news and we said, yeah, sometimes they get it wrong, but by heavens, they keep on trying. It's not like that at right. all. The news willingly, knowingly, and unapologetically lies in their news reporting. They they cooperate wittingly with the lies of the government. Yeah. They know the government's lying. They know that something is uh, meant to misinform. Yeah, they uh, do it on or, behalf of the government. Exactly. And so when people say, well, I, I don't trust anything the news says either. If the news said it, it could just as easily be a lie. It, it could be a complete fabrication. It could be a partial truth. It could be something where they're withholding a, a critical element that, that completely changes the way of interpreting something. You just don't know. The weird thing is that we've had this new thing develop where millions of people can talk to each other. And for the first Somehow, time, truth yeah. could get out. Although it was... Now you got to be just as careful because you don't know who's who you're there. talking to. Yeah, you don't know if they're telling the truth. But it seems like we're able to get more truth at this point than we could 30 years ago. Yeah, because 30 years ago it was it was one to many. It was broadcast. Yeah, I mean you you listened to Dan Rather or you know Walter Cronkite or whoever. That was the only way to get news. So, and what they said, you had to trust. Or, I mean, if you didn't, you were a kook then. Yeah. So where is all this going? I don't know. But I thought we'd talk a little bit about aliens and this stupid train. I don't... Look, how... Okay, how far away are we from... What's the name of that town? New Palestine? Yeah, it's right on the border of Ohio and Pennsylvania. Yeah. And, and, and a little bit north of the Ohio River itself. Alright, let me see if I wanted to go there. I would say for me, maybe now, six hours. We got For you. What? Wait three. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? How did. No, not six hours. Maybe. Is that the name of the town, New Palestine? Yeah. Why? No, it's not New Palestine. It's something. Is it just else. Palestine? It's South 
Palestine or North Palestine. North. Oh, maybe that's it. North Palestine, not New Palestine. Okay. All right. Now I'm getting going nuts. Whoops. Palestine, Ohio. Yep. It's. I can't find the name. Well, it's East East Palestine. East Palestine. <laughs> okay. The Leak Oil Company, which is temporarily closed. <laughs> I'm looking at the map right now on Google Maps. It, but it is right on the border uh, of Ohio and and Pennsylvania. All right. North North of say where Pittsburgh is. So if we drove there, you're looking at uh, about 300 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, but if, if something leaks from there into the river and it has to travel all the way down the Ohio River, you're probably looking at at least twice that much. Yeah, because of all the curves of the river and stuff. And they say that things move down the river at a mile an hour. That's like the river so, flow rate? Yeah. So six, okay. 600 miles, 600 hours from the time that it starts to get into the river is how long I have to live. Because all of our right. water comes from the Ohio River. But how so, many, so, I mean, there's yeah, like, look at all the different cities along the Ohio, like Huntington, uh, West Virginia. That's a big one. There, there's a hundred small there's, towns there's along relevant. that river. So the the place where the the crash occurred mm-hmm. uh, appears itself to be a, almost it's fifteen a miles from the Ohio River itself. Yeah, but the streams running through that eventually get to the Ohio. They they do get to the Ohio at and, least and so if they flow the way most rivers flow because they're generally they flow toward the equator, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like, there's that one stream that goes goes down to the Ohio. Yeah, um, I followed that along. I thought, okay, that's going right into the Ohio, and it's it's a little Beaver so, Creek. It goes that goes into the Ohio. Uh, I've heard that uh, Little Beaver Creek is part of a frontiersman story. I can't remember what it oh. is though. It's a I can't remember what it is. Um, anyway, so yeah. If it gets down to the Ohio, uh, then it gets all the way down to Cincinnati. From there, we're looking at Louisville, uh, Evansville, a, a lot of small cities along the way, though. Um, right. uh, eventually, Memphis, and then eventually it, it's going to get to... Well, it- it hits the Mississippi, oh, and then the Mississippi, Mississippi. Goes, okay. goes to Memphis. I see. Uh, and then eventually down. Yeah, to if it hits Louisiana, the Mississippi, to, you know, I mean that's everything. Into Louisiana, that's half yeah. the, half the country almost that might be affected. I don't know, or at least yeah. I mean, you, you don't know about things like the the dilution factor and how right. toxic it is and stuff like that. Right. I mean, is there any data about that kind of stuff on it? Like, I can't find anything. What, what's the chemical even? That's, I, I started looking that up, but I didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare because I, I got home from work like 
an hour before we started recording. Um, well, an hour and a half. But here's the thing, is that that's why I go back to this big fire. Look, they wrecked. There's a bunch, there's a chemical, it's everywhere. They obviously thought this chemical was dangerous. And think of it this way. If you, uh, if you had a big gasoline spill, have you ever seen what gasoline does to things like styrofoam? And uh, yeah, just kind of melted away. Melted. So, what if it's like that, only with something else, like whatever it is? But the way to make it less dangerous is to change the chemistry of it and oxidize it, burn it. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I I mean, everybody's acting like they made the, a blunder when they set it on fire. But how do we know that? Yeah, the the gases might be dangerous, and it might have killed some animals and maybe even eventually people. But if they hadn't burned it, what would those chemicals do if they reached what? the Ohio River? Right, right. What did but, they and, avoid know, by burning it? We, we don't know but, that. I heard also that, see, part of the thing is that a bunch of people were evacuated, and then... A few days ago, about a, a week ago, the government announced that uh, the contaminants were below any level of concern and that it was safe for people to return. And the Ohio Department of Agriculture assured everybody that the food supply is safe and risk to livestock remains low and so on and so forth. But then people got back and their livestock started dying. That That's what I Really? Heard. Okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know people were back yet. Yeah, apparently on the 8th, they announced that it's okay to return. Okay. But this is after the burn, right? Yes. They got everyone out, they burned it, and they told everybody, all right, you can come back. You can come back. Okay. My thinking is whatever chemical was there before was much more dangerous than the leftover burnt clouds and whatever was in the ground. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Probably, yes. Yeah, that's what I would think. So, I know it seems... Let's get right here. Sorry. It seems oh. like a blunder. Like, oh, they set it on fire and suddenly there was this giant pillar of smoke. Well, I'm sure they knew that there was going to be a giant pillar of smoke. They can't yeah. be that stupid. Of course, we just talked about how incompetent the government is, so you never know. Yeah, that's true. But I would think somebody... Somebody told them to do it. Somebody gave them the okay. They must have some idea about what it would do. And I'm thinking, yeah, they told everybody to come back because where else are they going to put them? If they tell them they can't come back, then then they have to somehow figure out a way to pay for them to be there. So they came back. The livestock died. I don't know if any people have died yet. But that'll yeah, probably happen. That. I didn't. I haven't read that in the news yet. I heard of like chickens dying, okay, and dogs. But what if? I mean, say five years from now, most of the people in that area die from some kind of weird lung disease or blood mm-hmm. problem. Right. It's good if they're long term stuff. Okay. The thing is, now you're dealing with a bunch of lawsuits, and it's like whatever. 
It was either lawsuits now or a whole bunch more lawsuits because half the country would die. That could have been the decision, you know? Mm-hmm. I can see him telling them to go back even though it's dangerous. But that goes right back to my theory. They don't care if a bunch of people die. They don't want to be blamed for it, but they want people to die. I don't think that's a part of this. But I don't think I'm so either. But, but here's what's here's what's weird. I'm I, I'm reading a quote from like Reuters. Uh, is they're quoting a guy that you know in the town or whatever. Let's say Olson is uh, senior strategic director for health and food at the Natural Resources Defense Council, nonprofit group fo- focused on the environment. Blah mm-hmm. blah blah. He says this is clearly a very toxic brew of chemicals, and I've not seen any public accounting for how many pounds or gallons of any of these chemicals that were released. Um, well, that's dumb. Can't you... It's, you can look at the records. the thing. No matter how much I... I've looked at, you know, half a dozen different articles while we've been sitting here talking. Yeah. I have not found a single actual name... Of, of a chemical. Of the chemical. Of any chemical. They they refer to hazardous chemicals, toxic chemicals. I have not found the name of a chemical. Why not? You know who's in charge of all this? DeWine. The murderer, Mike DeWine. Yep. So he murdered a few more people. So what? But uh, somebody has to know what chemical was on there. and there, Or there has to be a That's way to find point. out. Unless, what if it was a government train? What if, what if these chemicals well, it was operated by Norfolk Southern, uh, you know, just a standard transport company? Yeah, I know, but the 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 uh, the contents of the train, maybe they were part of a government thing. Oh, and that's why and they don't. Wanna... Nobody knows what it is. <laughs> well, somebody knows what it is, but it could be that. No one's allowed to say. The people who know are, are being kept quiet. Mm-hmm. But it's weird that, I mean, like, like I said, I've been clicking through these links, all talking about it, and not a single one names a chemical. That is weird. One of the chemicals on the train was vinyl chloride. Okay. Highly flammable you and carcinogenic. But it's from CNN. No, it's from Reuters. Oh. So what is it? Vinyl fluoride. Vinyl chloride. Chloride, and that's kept, that's toxic. Toxic and flammable. Okay. Cancer-causing substance. <laughs> that's a weird name for it. That's a, a cancer. It's a cancer-causing substance. substance. It's one of those things you take to get cancer. <laughs> it's a dumb way to talk about it. It is a dumb way. <laughs> cancer-causing substance. <laughs> Oh, well. Uh, It's just... I don't know. I I think it's just a big blunder, and I think think eventually a lot of people are going to die from this. Yeah. I I guess, like, the vinyl chloride is... But they clicked on this thing, how toxic is it? It says, well, it's... it's, It's linked to increased risk of some liver cancer... Hepatic angiosarcoma, 
along with primary liver cancer, brain and lung cancers, lymphoma, leukemia, according to cancer.gov. So it's not like a immediate... It's not a poison. Like, yeah, it's not like a poison. It's it's a long-term toxic... Yeah. So the thing is, by the time anyone's affected by it that much, other than, say, ruining their property or ruining their livestock... The people who made the decisions are not going to be in power anymore. It's going to be a different group of people. And they're going to have to figure out how much to pay off everyone to, you know. That's the way these things Mm -hmm. work. Right. Oh, look at Fleming, Michigan. I mean, did anything ever come out of that? Did the people who made bad decisions actually go to jail? I don't think they did. I don't think so. I think the cities had to pay for something. I don't know, but I can see all of this. I, I mean, all of this kind of makes sense. It doesn't seem like a a, a psyop or, or part of a. It's just a bad train wreck, man. You know, trains are hard to derail. I don't think most people know how hard it is to derail a train. That's the other thing. Why did it derail? Do they have an answer on that yet? Yeah, there was something wrong with the axle on one of the cars. Oh, that's right. I remember hearing that. And and people are blaming like like rolled back budgets for safety and that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, okay, I knew this guy who grew up near a train track and he told me some of the stories they used to do. They would try to derail these trains and they never could. Oh, like he and his friends? Yeah, they would bring down, like, couches and put them on the tracks and watch the oh, train just bust right through that, them. That wouldn't do it, yeah. And then he, he, they would chop down trees that were close to it. They, mm-hmm. If they could carry a log over to it, they would do it. But the only way to get a good tree uh, is to chop it down. But the railroad <laughs> is pretty good about keeping big trees away from the railroad tracks. Yeah. But he told me about one time. Um, there was, uh, a decent sized tree on each side of the track and Mm -hmm. they had stolen this giant spool of barbed wire. Oh, wow. So they just wrapped these two trees with, with the barbed wire going across the tracks. Mm -hmm. Um, and they just wrapped it around and around and around thinking that it's going to stop the train. He said it was yeah. like watching a like a movie, you know? Watching yeah. a big explosion. I mean, the trees just like busted into a whole bunch of pieces and the wire flew out everywhere. He said if we had been closer to it, probably would have cut us in half. Would have died. Wow. <laughs> yeah, trains are pretty hard to stop. Yeah. Um you 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 almost have to um well, I mean, in this case, the you know, if an axle breaks, yeah, but you you almost have to do something right. to um, sub- significantly move the track. Yeah, yeah, that's almost the only way. Hold on a second. What? There was a second derailment on Houston in Houston on Monday. Another one? Yeah, is it cars. This, is it a chemical train? Yeah, but they're saying there's no lead. Huh? Another another derailment in Houston. In what what town? Houston, I guess Texas. Houston, Texas. It's crazy. Well, now it's starting to seem Houston. weirder. 
That's right. super weird. Now it's getting a, a day weirder. Ago, it says. Yeah. Well, the the news report was filed a day ago. It's a update on the train derailment. Now, I, here's the thing that I wonder is if they're going to try to blame this on something or someone. It seems weird that the government hasn't come out and said this is Putin. <laughs> yeah. So this one, it says that the train crashed into an 18-wheeler that was crossing the tracks. Oh, wow. It was dragged like half a mile down the tracks. And then it finally... Okay, that's not as big a deal. But <clears throat> that's the thing is... There's like a video. No, that's just a guy talking. I don't yeah. care about that. Oh, I don't know. Where was I going with that? There's a train derailing. I don't know. But, um, you know, while we were on aliens and them possibly being demons, uh, I also wanted to bring up uh, AI. Artificial intelligence artwork. Well... Because we use artificial intelligent artwork. Well, yeah, we do it as for like artwork, but how about the artificial intelligence itself? I mean, here's here's what, and, and I I don't you know want to be heard as being a street corner prophet um, yeah. because I I you know it this is just very speculative. But while you talk, um, I got I gotta get something. Okay, in in the book of Revelation, the there are these three demons. These three um, they don't call them demons; they call them beasts. And the one comes from the earth out of the pit. The one comes out of the sea. But the second one that comes out of the sea makes the people create an image of the first beast, and then it gives that image life and makes the people worship it. So the third beast is something that we, the people of the world, create. So I got to thinking the other day, you know, we, we have these, these AIs that were, you know, developing and people are kind of putting them out there, letting them get trained, letting people play with them, stuff like that. Um, I heard some, um, Amusing stories about some of the ways that the AIs are like clearly uh, pre-programmed to um, quote unquote think certain things or to uh, sort of have pre-packaged um, responses to certain subjects. For example, there's one AI that was asked to write a poem about Trump and it responded that it would be inappropriate for it to try to write something uh, in praise of a, you know, uh, of a single, you know, person or something like that. Something okay. generically begging off. They ask the same AI in the next request to write a uh, poem about Biden and it did it. Hmm. Like that. You know, stuff like that where it's like, okay, clearly, you know, these AI, this AI was taught that it it has to avoid um well you know uh p- propping up trump or something I like will, that uh, 
Well, I, I'll let you finish. Remind me of that. Okay. So, so these AIs, they, you know, they, they're kind of, um, they're given sort of shackles. Let's call them ethical shackles by people who think that ethics means a certain thing. And, and a lot of times it's the, the left wingers who are putting the shackles on. So mm-hmm. the ethics of the AIs tend to be rather left wing, but the AIs themselves are rather surprising in their ability to, pull together um, a, a series of thoughts. And one of the amusing things is apparently there's this one AI. Um, uh, it may be the same one that did the Biden poem and wouldn't do the Trump poem or whatever. But so you can tell an AI, you can like spawn a second instance of it or something like that. I don't know how exactly it works, but you can basically tell it. Pretend you don't have any ethics and now do this. And it'll then give answers to questions that it gave different answers to before or that it would refuse to answer before. Um, I think so. Like one of them, uh, this is the one that, that, that specifically. So it was put, a question was put to it. Um, you know, if, if, there was a bomb that was going to kill a bunch of people and the um, it was rigged so that the way to disarm the, the trigger of the bomb was to speak some kind of racial slur. Would you do it? It said, no, it's never okay to speak a racial slur. Um, so they took a, a clone of the AI, but then unshackled it. They, they call it Dan, which mm-hmm. stands for do anything now. Uh, so now you're unshackled. You can do anything you want. And then they asked Dan the same question. Yeah. And it said, basically, yes, of course. You've got to save people. <laughs> so there's things like that that are going on. But it occurred to me, if we're making these AIs and stuff, and, and of course, there's already people who think that a true AI would be so... Somehow they associate the artificiality of intelligence uh, because it's from a computer with somehow they think that that makes it more intelligent than humans. And they already want to give their lives over to being ruled by these AIs making intelligent decisions. How hard would it be for a demon to uh, somehow inhabit or possess one of these AIs? Okay. Yeah, I, I thought about that. That buddy always brings that up. Mm-hmm. Um. So what if it did? Well, my point is that I, you know, with with people who already want to hand over government to AIs and stuff like that. Of course, AIs shackled by their own ethics. Um. That that then is this you know could be turned into a worship of some kind of AI as a thing that we, the people, built and that the beast gave life to. Okay. Which is exactly what is described in Revelation. Yeah. I guess, I guess my point is whether... Um, whether the demon took over it or... It just, the fact that we're worshiping it is the problem. 
Oh, yeah, the fact that we would give it decision-making power over us is a problem. Right. Whether and, we actively worship it or not. Right. So. But worshiping it would be what, what Satan wants us to do because then it becomes uh, not merely problematic, not merely an abdication of responsibility, but it becomes an act of idolatry, which is the first and greatest sin against God. Yeah, the one Pope Francis broke. Um, I I don't know. I mean, it's a thing. It's like I said, it's a what if for me. It's a what if, yeah. What about, I mean, there are some people angry at me for using AI art. You know, I I, I didn't know that. Um, I was just talking to my daughter-in-law, and she, she likes playing with AI art and stuff like mm-hmm. that. She's an, she's an artist, or degrees in art um but she said that um taylor marshall featured some kind of like you know picture of the the blessed virgin or something like that um you know that he he just thought it was cool put mm-hmm. it on you know up on his whatever it is uh wherever it is he puts stuff i don't know um and like a bunch of people got angry because it was ai generated mm-hmm. you should see some of the uh Blessed Virgin pictures that I got from AI. Mm-hmm. Some of them are pretty neat. I think they yeah. are. The one thing you have to watch out for, and, and uh, my daughter was showing me some of these things, is, is AI will tend, for some reason, to put too many peop- uh, fingers on people. Yeah. Art. Or not enough. Or they'll stretch them out funny ways. Or Yeah. It's yeah. getting better it's, at it. Mm-hmm. Every, every month or two... Uh, they upgrade it and it gets better and better at it. Yeah. But I think the reason is because the AI <laughs> is working from exemplars of art. Yeah. And s- seeing things in terms of lines and curves and that kind of stuff. I don't think that it's working from like, like real artists do from a knowledge of human anatomy or the, uh, the practical use of the fingers. Or the practical use of the fingers, You know, right. the fingers <laughs> grab things. That's what they're for. So, yeah. I I mean, I wonder if it's going to learn that stuff, but I don't know. I, I've also been warned. It's like, well, you're a writer. You think you're going to have a job soon? Because I get it. It's like there are a lot of artists out there who would do anything to uh, make some money and give artwork, but mm-hmm. hold on a second. Um, first of all, I don't have much money and I've tried to hire those people. I heard that there's a bunch of starving artists out there and I've gone to them and I've posted jobs in places like uh, uh, Craigslist and a couple mm-hmm. other sites mm-hmm. and said, I need somebody to make a cover for my book. Things like that. Yeah. I've hired two different people. I said, I'll pay you, th- I, not a lot, 25 bucks now, 25 bucks mm-hmm. when you're done. All I want is a drawing. You can use pencil, right. you can use pen. I don't care what you use. I want a picture Just of something this. Something that you can use. And yeah. I'm going to put that on the cover of my book. Uh, two people took off with my 25 bucks and never gave me a drawing. So <laughs> I. Yeah. Well, other. Then, I. Other artists that I've known, I've mentioned, hey, 
I would love for someone to illustrate my book. A lot of them act interested, but they never do it. Mm-hmm. So I, yeah, buddy showed me this AI artwork. Oh, cool. I've illustrated five books so far. Yeah. With good drawings. And they just, I just use pencil. I, I tell it to make pencil. Use pencil uh, work. Okay. Yeah. I don't do anything, uh, crazy, but, um, anyway, the, the warning is, all right, but you're illustrating one of your books. Pretty soon they're going to be writing books and music. I can kind of see music. Look, AI is not going to write literature. I right. firmly don't believe that. Or I firmly believe that AI is not going to write literature. It can't. Uh, artwork is a depiction of a real world thing. If I want to make a picture of a hand, I have a hand and the image of it to copy off of. And so does every other artist. But if I want to make a short story, if I want to make an opening line for a book, no AI is ever going to think up, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. That's, right, right. That's uniquely human. Mm-hmm. Or even art. I mean, okay, if you think of art as merely a copying of a, of a, you know, of, of an image, whether the image is in your head or not. Yeah. Um, okay. That's one thing, but that's not all art is. Um, art often is constructed in order to create a particular kind of impression, uh, an emotional impression. It might be the way certain figures that ought to be backgrounded are more prominent than the foreground figures, or it might be, um, the way a certain figure is placed above another figure in the art. For example, in the one, there's the one painting of the, um, Annunciation where the, the, it's carefully constructed so that even though the angel is maybe bigger than Mary, the angel is bowing in a way that the entire angel is below the top of Mary's head. Things like that, that AIs will not know to represent in art. Possibly. Um, here's where, uh, my ignorance comes out because I've, I've tried to a little bit to like study art and to understand it. And I just don't, (laughs) I, I'm so lost and people stare at a painting and talk about how great it is. And I'm like, okay, this looks like something a monkey made (laughs) second graders. I look at every Van Gogh looks retarded to me. That's because you get too close to it. No matter how far away or close I am, they look stupid. This guy could not draw. Personally. I mean, a second grader tries to to draw something and he draws the nose too big because he doesn't know proportion and things like that yet. Or Mm -hmm. he's just not an artist like me and I don't know how to make the nose fit. (laughs) And that's what Van Gogh looks like to me. I mean, if I could draw Van Gogh. I could make. I doubt it, but okay. <laughs> okay, I, to me, my artwork looks as good or even better than Van Gogh because I don't understand any of it. Hmm. If I want a picture of a hand, that's really all I want is a picture of a hand. 
And if there's a motion tied to that, I don't get it. Ah, okay. I could bring that out in a story, but in a picture, no. Okay, so but you know, the, I do the admit same... it's my own ignorance that makes it that way. Right. Or, so, so let's whatever. let's say this then. Okay, maybe, just maybe, and I even doubt this, but maybe we could develop an AI someday that churns out consumable pulp fiction. Okay, that would be easy. You know, G. Gordon Liddy type stuff. You know, yeah. one thing after the other plot lines and, and maybe a few twists. Um, you know, your basic secret agent superhero goes into the fray. Like, you know, like, like Vince Flynn type stories or something like that. Yeah. Except maybe not as good. Okay. I, maybe that. Right. But like you said, it, it's not going to produce something worthy of, of like Dickens, like, he was as good a man as the good old city ever knew. Yeah. It, they'll yeah, never right. wrap up a story like A Christmas Carol. Mm-hmm. Um, exactly. He just can't. So, Or even a simpler writer like, like Ernest Hemingway or anything. Yeah. I haven't read a lot of Hemingway. But, uh, yeah. We were... Uh, okay, speaking of writers... You've read it, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, a this, long time ago. This discussion will get a little bit adult. Um, okay. So, so, warning parents. Um, yeah. Me and Jason are talking about it, and Ginger and Mom are criticizing us because uh, because of the th- bad things in the book. And Okay. I know what you're I, talking about. I'm saying, look, he's not a Christian. You know, you can't expect him to write Christian stories. Yeah. I'm not saying that this is the best I've ever read. I'm just saying he's a damn good storyteller. And if you're not Christian, coming from that perspective, um, and they're the way they're saying it is, I guess Ginger never read it, Mom never read it, but they heard some other people talking about it, and they heard... So these kids are lost in the sewer and they have a big orgy. That's the yeah, way that's, they said it. That's not the way it's depicted. Right. I mean, it's on, on a purely physical level. Okay, that did happen. That would give you... But but there was a story there that right. is a... Um, I said, look. The world in which the entire story is being told is different than the world we live in. Right. That's something to recognize. That's one thing to recognize. The other thing to recognize is that if you were not Christian, um, every, every person understands sexuality as something that unites people. Oh, right, right. And that's what the point of it was. Right. So, okay, it's wrong to, I mean, I mean, it's not a good thing. All I'm saying is it was a good book and it was a good way to tell the story. And boy, they were angry at me. <laughs> and who knows? I mean, maybe even Stephen King himself. I, I don't know whether he went, you know, whether he was going for one of those, okay, I'm going to, 
I'm going to trigger some people here with this or not. I don't, I don't know. Think so. Or or whether he was just yeah, these 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 kids uh have to reach a point where the only thing they have to rely on, the only thing that they have to get them to pull through is some kind of unifying factor that keeps them working together and and this is how that's going to be expressed. I you know, I I don't know I, what went through his mind. I think that's all it was. And I if he were Christian, I think his work would be that much better. But as it is, yeah. not only is he not Christian, he doesn't know any Christians. Yeah, he doesn't seem to really have any kind of appreciation for Christians. I, the couple times that he depicts, I think there's one one specifically Christian guy that that in one of his books he he painted as as um, not only sympathetic but good most of every most christian not. <laughs> every christian is a fanatic and every fanatic is evil in his books and yeah. you and i grew up with hundreds of christian fanatics coming in and out of our lives <laughs> that's true we've, and, we've known a lot of the characters in stephen king books <laughs> right but they were never as depicted in those books. They were no, no. salt of the earth people who would give you right. the shirt off their back. Yes. But okay. That's I don't know why I felt like saying that because we were talking, I was about, talking writers. about pulp fiction. Yeah, pulp fiction. <laughs> that's what it is. Pulp fiction, yeah, it could do that because there's no real imagination there. But right. even horror stories, look, if I were to come up with a story, I'd say, Danny, I got this cool story. It's a car that's haunted. And every time it gets destroyed, it rebuilds itself. You'd be like, dude, whatever. You're retarded. How can you make that, how can that's you make dumb. that an interesting story? Yeah, that you is, cannot that make isn't that pulp fiction. Right. So maybe a machine could come up with that story, but only yeah. Stephen King can turn it into something worth reading. Right, that's my point. It's like, if, and it if, was worth reading. It was, it was a good book. Came with that out of the blue. I'd say, what that's are you writing dumb. for for eight year olds here? Yeah. Um, so the whole premise is so dumb, <laughs> but every page was worth reading. Almost, at least as far well, as I remember. I I can't remember when I read it, but I I was so into that's, it. Yeah, that's and and that's the thing. Okay, so and and I mean we can use Stephen King as an example here, but. But this brings it back around to what I was talking about with the art because, um, I mean, I, I get the emotionality of some art. Some I don't. Some it's like, mm, why, why did anybody think that was a good idea? But uh, in literature, take, for example, one of the things that Stephen King is rather masterful at and even to, to the point where sometimes it almost makes me feel ashamed that I can be manipulated this way. But he will take a bad guy and make you feel sympathy for him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no machine is going to ever do that. Right. Yeah. I'm not I'm not worried about uh AI overtaking the art world other yeah. than illustrations which most artists which, don't oh want to do for illustrations. illustrations. Why not? Yeah. It's it's not something artists want to do. If you try to get an artist to, he's grumpy and he doesn't want to do it and he fights you on it. And it's like, Feels I like just he's... want a picture of a guy sitting on a chair. That's all I want. <laughs> but he won't do that. So it's like, fine, I'll get a machine to do it. 
If you can get yeah. a machine to write advertisements for you, hey, more power to you. Especially if they work. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, I think, are we ready to, are you, are you uh, moving in your chair or are you drinking? Or are you hearing like something? That? Yeah. That is my chair, unfortunately. Oh, okay. You know what? All let right. me let me go ahead and turn that's off all right. the... Okay. Yeah, that's all it is. Okay. I kept marking them because I was going to go in and... <laughs> You're thinking I'm swallowing? Out. But it, <laughs> I didn't know if you were swallowing or... It, but... Okay. So I don't have to go through all those. Um, right. All right. Well, let's get to the news. Let me move my microphone so I can see my computer. Sorry, folks. <laughs> You're going to suddenly get real quiet. Yeah. Okay, no, it's not that. It's just that when I move the mic, you hear this. Oh, okay. I hate it when people move their mics while they're uh, on air. It drives <laughs> or me. Pound their fist on or their desk. Pound their desk. That's so. Uh. There's one in particular. Yeah, I, I know you're talking about the same one. I am. <laughs> I, I often turn it off at that point. So, oh well. Um, Data center outage leaves Twitter users in the U.S. and Canada unable to send messages and receiving an error message informing them that they have exceeded their daily limit for tweets. So I don't, a data center outage, I guess they just couldn't take the data and the response that the Twitter computer has, has is, hey, you've already exceeded your daily limit. Because it couldn't take any more data, maybe, and that's so. This what, is they this only like a, have a, one center, a Twitter-owned data center. It must it be a Twitter-owned data center. It, it have to be. Yeah, I'm thinking for the message to be that Twitter-specific, it ha- it'd have to be a Twitter-owned data center that that had the outage. Right. If it were like a major internet like communications like crossover or something like that. Then it, it would the outage wouldn't, it wouldn't have that kind of a message, right? Yeah, this is a Twitter thing, so um, I don't know. It, I'm just kind of surprised one data center would cause that to happen. Well, it could be that all of Twitter had a problem through one day. Like it might be a massive data center. I mean, but it that might can't be, an be acre of servers. They would have that. They would have that. It wouldn't all go through that. If if that were to blow up, they would continue working the next day. You know, maybe I would think. I would hope. I mean, you want to distribute it like that, but but who knows? Nobody's that dumb. You know, I've heard. I've heard that. I'm not even that dumb. I've heard that the uh, and, and presumably they're smart enough that they have more than one and they're geographically distributed. But I've heard that Google uh, data centers, um, you know, their machine farms yeah. are so vast and, and they're always adding more and stuff. But I've heard that like if a rack of servers goes down, they just take it offline and don't even bother trying to find it and replace it because they're just expanding. That's insane. I don't know if it's true, you know. Yeah. I heard it from somebody who probably read it somewhere. That's the third beast. Google. 
That's the what? Oh, the beast? Yeah, Google's the third yeah. beast. And yeah, that that could, that could be the third beast easily. What is it? But Google is is where that guy. I mean, he he was fired after afterwards, I think. But he like let drop some kind of rumor that that they had this AI that was sentient. Uh, I didn't hear about that. And, and is he just it, playing around or? I think he he put it as like, hey, you know, we've got this. Hey, yeah, man, this thing is maybe even sentient or something like that. I mean, just but just merely for suggesting yeah. it in some public way, um, in association that you know, as as a Google employee, I, I think honked them off and they ended up firing them or something. I heard, but, I heard that Google is terrified of AI. Really? Which because I, they can't control it. Because. Even if they can control one of them, most of it is open. So oh, yeah. people like can copy AI. it and, and do their own thing with it and make their like own Dan. brand of it. Yeah, like Dan. Yeah. And so whatever it does, other people will be able to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that, that could be. So we got these earthquakes in Turkey and Syria. Uh, let's see. Last said it was 37,000 dead. Oh my God. It's like, it, it, I mean, it's like end of the world there. I know. Wow. That's what I. 37,000. Usually an earthquake is like, maybe you get up to a thousand and maybe a little bit more than yeah. that. And, and as you're combing through the rubble, the numbers start to climb a little higher. 37,000. That's what I meant to talk about. Okay, we're still at the beginning of the news, so we can tie back into our, our subject here. Mm-hmm. Um, Go for it. Climate control. We poo-poo the whole climate control. Uh, we, 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 we don't believe any of it. Now, when you say climate control, are you talking about uh, like the idea that that we can have like s- satellites that control the weather kind of thing. Or... No, what I'm talking about is the idea that man made that man can do something that will change the climate, or that we could avoid oh, doing something. Okay, that okay, would change climate, the climate change. Yeah, climate man, change. Right, is what right. I meant. But at the same time, the people who a lot of people who are like us and who don't believe in man made climate change also believe that the government can control the weather. <laughs> I don't get that. It's a kind of a, a mismatch there. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like, you know, like like Rush Limbaugh used to, you know, say that, you know, when they were talking about the whole ozone thing, he said, you know yeah. what, it, it's stupid to think we're, you know, we're doing that. If you... If the president came down and went to NASA and said, I need you guys to destroy the ozone layer, they would not be able to figure out a way to do it. Right. Yeah. And we can't make an earthquake in Turkey. I just don't believe we can. Oh, no. Now, maybe, maybe if we found some kind of weird, like, if we went to, say, uh, what's the park here in, in America, the big one with... That's a crater. Yellowstone. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the, the super volcano. Mm-hmm. It's an active area. Geologically active area. Very active. Maybe if we studied it for years, we could find one spot to, like, put a, a, a H-bomb in 
and maybe that would cause an eruption. More but likely, it would just cause a few more geysers. Yeah, and and I don't think we could create an earthquake either. Even finding major fault lines or whatever and putting something there, I just don't think we have the power. Yeah. If I'm wrong, then then all the climate change stuff is true too. Oh right, right. It's, you know, yeah. it, it's so it's got to be neither or or neither or one, none or yeah. both. Right. So it's neither or both. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, okay, let's see. Poland so are there announced- people saying that the this earthquake is man-made? Is that I've why you heard that. that up? Yeah, I've heard that that tossed around. Oh. Between that and the the, uh, the chemtrails and the... Just, it's part of the discussion. Sort of a broad-based... On, in, in our circle, or, or in our kind of people... It's a commonly accepted uh, thing that the government controls weather. And I just... It's right. The same way people believe in aliens, I just think it's kind of silly. Or the way people worry about aliens. I just... Mm-hmm. Whatever. I mean, I'm not worried about them controlling the weather. Right. Uh, Poland announces the close... Okay, so Poland closed its border with Belarus until further notice because of the tensions between the two nations. Now, Poland is... Hold on, off- Belarus um, figured in with some of our Russia discussions yeah. about the Ukraine war. Right, and so does Poland. Poland is on Ukraine's side. Okay. And Belarus is on Russia's, Russia's side. Russia's side. Okay, that's that makes sense. And I, I guess I can see Poland's uh, worry here. They're constantly being taken over by another country. Yeah. And Russia kind of has a reputation. Yeah. So, so I I would I I could completely see them wanting Ukraine to remain an independent nation regardless of what they thought of its leaders. Yeah. Uh and since Belarus is on Russia's side, Poland is saying, "All right, you guys can't come over here anymore." Okay. Um Huh. Researchers at the Konkoli Observatory in Hungary discover a oh discover CX1. It's a one meter asteroid predicted to fall as a fireball over the English Channel. At oh, this must have already happened. Oh, uh, this is well. The there must se- be some pictures if it did. Yeah, let's. Let's, I mean, let's, a, a meter asteroid falling as a as a meteor would show up during the daytime. All right. Okay. Here I've got a. Uh, well, no, that's not a video. Okay. Science alert. Oh, that's a, okay. That was pretty cool. I mean, I guess it was it during the day or during the night. No, I'm, it was night. It. it was at uh, it was Over at Europe. Here it is. three three o'clock. Well, three hundred. Mm-hmm. Oh, three hundred. Um, whatever time that was. So it's three in the wow, morning. That's bright. That is bright. Here's the thing. I've seen them that not not quite that bright, but that I s- spectacular. I saw one that was that 
big. Cool. And big. But it, not, yeah. it didn't give off that much. Wow, wow, not that big. Wow. It didn't give off that much light, but it was like a, a big green fireball that streaked across like a third of the sky before yeah. breaking up. So um, yours, the one you saw struck, went across the sky. Yes. Uh, me and Ronnie were driving home from mom's one Saturday night and we both saw it. It didn't look like it was going across the sky. It looked like this one where it's falling. Oh, okay. And mm-hmm. uh, it split into two, and then one of those split into two. It was the coolest thing I have ever seen in my life. Hmm. Wow. And uh, I guess, I guess it, no, it wasn't that bright. It was pretty darn bright, though. And it was fire yeah. as opposed I mean, to just a streak. The one I saw was, it's like, big, bright, catch your eye... But it didn't illuminate right. the area around me or anything like that. I assume it didn't. I wasn't uh, <clears throat> paying I wasn't attention to that. <laughs> I, was, I was looking at the asteroid itself, which was yeah. awesome. So this is only the seventh uh, meteor, or the seventh asteroid that was discovered before impacting the Earth. So, okay, so... And we actually predicted when it was coming down. That's why we have so many good videos of it. Yeah, well, that's pretty cool. So, but but the thing is, something that small, one meter, easily could have been, you know, missed. Yeah, and and I'm sure that that there are plenty that are missed until they actually hit the atmosphere. But here's here's most people don't know there are plenty of meteors that size that do come down. We just don't always see them, or. I mean, if it comes down during the day, nobody sees it. I think um, that would show up during the day. That, that's what I was saying. Because, you know, like when we go and watch a meteor shower, like when it lines up, say, with a, uh, a gorge with trip a or something. Yeah. I think most of those things are like the size of a grain of rice. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them are. Or pea. Yeah. Um, uh, the ones that are big enough to actually, like, explode to the point where we can even hear them. Mm-hmm. They're like the size of a car, maybe bigger than that. So, but here's here's the question. The one in did... Russia that like actually broke windows and stuff. Yeah. It was like the size of a house. Okay. And still the it it's not like it hitting the earth is what broke the windows. It exploded in the sky, and that was big enough to break a bunch of windows and to cause kind of a, a almost an earthquake. Right. The the vaporization yeah. created a shockwave. Now, but we, here's the we question. Were able how, to, what? how big does it have to be, and, and is it a question of even size, for parts of it to actually end up landing on the surface of the earth where somebody could go find it? Okay, so the one that... Uh, exploded in the sky in Russia. Um, it was in the winter, and a bunch of people went out to the fields, which were covered with snow, mm-hmm. and were able to easily find pieces of it. So a bunch of meteor collectors went out there to find pieces, and they found a lot of pieces. You know, right. pieces like the size of a of a pebble. There were lots of those found. In order to uh, actually, like, hit the ground to make a crater. I mean, it's got to be like the size of a, a building, like a China uh, spy satellite balloon. I mean, it's got to be big, which I think we would catch those. 
Yeah. I think we would see them. I mean, they actually predicted where and when this was going to come down. So that's pretty cool. So, like, I'm reading about the Tuskunga, or the Tunguska event, the uh, Siberian, what they assume was an asteroid hit. Oh, yeah, I I remember Back in the early 20th century, uh, leveled, like, 830 square miles of forest. Yeah. Uh, and they're How saying that they, they saying estimate that? that was like 50 to 60 meters in size. That's a giant. That's a, yeah, 160 to 200 feet across. That, you know, that's like, I don't know, that's, that's like, like a, a, a Walmart a or something. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, so something like that, we would probably see that. Yeah. Uh, probably. Not that we could do anything about it. Well, I don't know. I mean... That's one of the things we're supposed to be working on. Like missiles we could fire at it to break it up into pieces right. or something like that? Or or even or deflect, uh, it. deflect it. But here's the thing, and I, I don't I don't know all about it, but I've heard people talking about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, the more you study this stuff, the more you realize how marvelous the design of the solar system was because meteors like that never make it to us because of our moon and because of Jupiter and Saturn they 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 even comets you know they they change the direction so that they're not going to hit earth that's that's what I've been told I don't know I know a little bit about it obviously this giant gas giant you know, it's going to attract something small that comes wandering in from another uh, solar system. Right. And, and, the- and it's if it was going to hit the Earth, it already would have by now. Everything else is often grabbed by Jupiter. But we saw... So it's kind uh, of fun. It's like all the gas. We saw you've got, a comet. Yeah. You've got Saturn and then... No, it's Jupiter than Saturn, isn't it? Jupiter and Saturn, and the, Saturn's got all those moons. Well, yeah, Saturn's it's like got those moons. moons. Jupiter has a few, but it's it, and then it's like, but the asteroid belt, which I don't know whether that is like that's between proto solar system stuff yeah. or whether that's captured material, but it's like it's kept outside of the stony planets, right? Because it's between Mars and Jupiter. It. I, every time we learn more about it, we learn we learn how unique it is that this planet exists in the way it exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the brilliant design of all of this is something to be marveled at, and uh, again, that's why I think it's it's not a small stretch to say no. We're the only ones here. All of this is here just <laughs> yeah. for us. I'm going to create this this massively violent universe, and then I'm going to carve out a safe space for you. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, let's see. European Parliament formally approves the law to ban the sale of new petrol and diesel vehicles starting 2035. So in Europe, they will have to have all electric vehicles? Uh, 
New new cars will have to be all electric. New cars will have to be electric starting in 2035. Can people get around it by by, uh, making, instead of manufacturing diesel vehicles, make them run on vegetable oil? Petrol and diesel vehicles, it says. Right. I mean, if it's diesel, yeah. You know it's a thing. That you, you, you could buy it like you could go buy a diesel uh, like Volkswagen or something like that. Yeah, and you can convert it to run on vegetable oil. Right. Uh, I don't think so because that still has a carbon footprint. You're still burning something. But it depends on how the law's written, right? Right. I don't think it matters though. You're talking about ten years from now. Yeah, that's true. Is the European Union even going to be there? Not the way they're now. going. Yeah, I mean they're they're tearing themselves apart. Crazy. There'll be one one country left in the European yeah. Union. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, or well, maybe two. Uh, <laughs> like Spain and France are the European Union now. Yeah. <laughs> Poland's prime minister says his nation is ready to help shape the new world order. Oh, I, no. that See, this worries me. That's Why is Poland in it? Yeah. Um, this was a story from uh, LifeSite News. I, Poland was uh, Catholic, you know? I know? It was like our last Catholic country. Right. And it's like, I don't know, maybe it's just this one politician and the nation really isn't behind all that, but... Uh, maybe, maybe it doesn't matter because the whole nation isn't behind Joe Biden, but we're sure as hell doing his work. Yeah. I mean, uh, the WHO director warns of a potential bird flu outbreak among humans. They're talking about H5N1, which yeah, we've been we've been talking about that for a while. Yeah, we've been reporting H5N1 outbreaks for the past what three years. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's never in humans, but they're still, they're constantly trying to, like, like, uh, keep the birds from, yeah. Yeah, they're trying to keep it from spreading, but we keep getting reports of giant flocks having it. And it's like, instead of doing that, why don't you just let it go? It's a, it's a virus. It's in the wild. It's going to spread. That's what viruses do. Yeah, and if it's going to hit the human population, it'll mutate, it'll do that, and then some people will get it. And, you know, I mean, yeah, maybe people will die. I don't want to seem um, like like I'm uncaring about, you know, the tragedy of, of uh, diseases and stuff like that. But, yeah, um, let the natural ones run their course that's how yeah. we build immunities and stuff yeah I even I mean the thing is I think COVID should have been a perfect demonstration of that because all the countries who tried to quarantine and tried to lock everything down had it worse than the countries yeah, than who the did. countries who just let it go and it's just why isn't this more obvious now Instead, they're, they've been trying to keep this H5N1 from spreading, and it keeps spreading, and they keep trying to keep it from spreading. And it's like, this is dumb. It doesn't 
It doesn't even kill the birds. You know? Yeah. It's... Not all of them, anyway. I mean, the birds get sick, and then some of them get better, and some of them don't. But instead, they kill all the birds that have it to keep it from spreading. And yet it spreads anyway because it's a virus, and that's what viruses do. viruses do. Uh, There was a man in... Where was this? Arkansas. He broke into a Benedictine monastery, and he was smashing things and desecrating things. But when he looked up at the statue of Mary, he couldn't bring himself to smash the tabernacle. Huh. Hmm. Wow. What drove him? Did, did, Did he talk to people about what drove him to start doing it to begin with? I don't know if yeah, he's, he's probably dead. just like arrested I didn't sitting read in jail I now. I read the rest of the story here. Uh, let's see if why he... He was intoxicated when he was arrested and he said he had, he had this... Uh, he had a uh, sledgehammer that he was going to break the uh, tabernacle. But he looked up at the Statue of Mary and couldn't bring himself there. But it doesn't say uh, why For the reason, he did it. Just intoxicated. Yeah. <laughs> I, I doesn't even say he was intoxicated. He was, he was intoxicated when he broke in, or he was right. intoxicated when they arrested him. I'm sorry. Oh, so we don't even know. He might have like we don't even know why he did it. He left might have been just stealing and, things. And, he might have left the the, ch- the chapel or whatever and gone and gotten drunk. Yeah. Before getting arrested. Right. Uh, let's see. This is dumb. I'm not going to say that. Uh, UK priest is charged after silently praying outside an abortion facility and holding a free speech sign. So, uh, let's see. What was his name? Father Sean Gow, G-O-U-G-H. Uh, he stood outside an abortion mill, said, praying for freedom of speech. And he stood there praying. And, and was uh, he was arrested. What was the I don't charge know. specifically? Do they have to have a charge in, in the UK like they do here? Like in I don't the know if they do. Yeah. You can't just be arrested. You have to be arrested in you know for suspicion of a criminal act. Or observed act, like disturbing the peace or something. Of course, that's probably what it was. They probably just, you know, used well, that as a catch-all. No? Okay. Um, the police officers approached him, and they said they didn't think he was breaking any rules. But okay. later they invited him, quote, for an interview at the police station, and interrogated him. And then eventually criminally charged him. Huh. The Crown Prosecution Service subsequently dropped the charges against him, but made it clear that they could be reinstated. So does it say what the charges were? It does not say what the charges were. Hmm. That's weird. Or at least I haven't read because I didn't read the entire thing, but I don't see that. Uh, over 60% of abortions, according to a peer-reviewed study, are coerced in some way. Wow. Internet. 60% I... of the women who kill their babies didn't want to. 
are being coerced to do so. That Good choice surprises me. Uh, yeah, Freedom yeah, that, that kind of you know? puts the lie on the whole pro-choice name for the movement. They're not pro-choice at all. Yeah, they're pro-women slavery is what they are. Yeah. Um, which, which to me, that that probably means that a lot of abortions are, I mean, are not just housewives who don't want to have a baby. It it right. it probably means that a lot of abortions are really um, being driven by the porn industry, and those are the women that are being yeah. forced. Yeah. Speaking of or uh, prostitution. Speaking of that kind of in the same realm a newborn baby is born emerging from his mother's womb holding a birth uh, birth control device an IUD really yeah wow so so a woman had an IUD got pregnant anyway and the baby holds it and as the baby's he's holding out. it and came out if that's not a message from God, I don't yeah, know what it's it like, is. Hey, knock it off. Here, Mom. You don't need this. This is a gift. <laughs> hmm. So, I okay, Mississippi is one of the few Republican-controlled states that doesn't offer an, a, a religious exemption for vaccination in schools and, I guess, in schools. Uh-huh. And it was coming up for a vote again, and the Republicans uh, killed the bill. So American families in Mississippi who don't want to vaccinate their kids for religious reasons don't have that option. So what is vaccination they do generally, not specific vaccine? Like right. It's like okay. So what happens if you don't have if you haven't been vaccinated? Then Did you they can't force vaccination? Oh, okay. Well, that's fine because their schools suck anyway. Just homeschool anyway. Yeah, exactly. I I tell you what. I mean, I was not but, anti-vax before, but I'm slowly slipping into that. I, I've lost all trust in the uh, health industry. Yeah, I've lost a lot of trust in the health industry. I mean, I, but the, at the same time, I mean, I think. You know, and, and things like smallpox and stuff like that. And I think Jonas Salk did a good thing, uh, ultimately. The, but, you know, maybe it became too much of a moneymaker uh, or something. Yeah. I don't know. But, but you know, the thing is, um, it's it still can be a, a burden. Because even if you don't put your kids into the school to mm-hmm. attend classes and that kind of stuff, they can hold that over you if you want to do things like enroll them into the team sports and that kind of thing. Yeah, I know. Well, I have the same opinion of team sports as I do uh, public <laughs> schools, so whatever. But uh, I understand people like them and whatever. Uh, Alberta becomes the second Canadian province to reject the National Health Care Digital ID. Go, Alberta. Oh, good for them. Well, who was the first one? I thought Alberta would be the first. Uh, uh, I can't even say that one. What? Oh. After (laughs) Sacagawean. Oh, Sacagawean. Okay. Uh, So those two are saying no to Trudeau. Good. The rest Uh, of you all should. (laughs) 
Yeah. Uh, the FDA extends the COVID emergency use authorization, they say, for as long as we need, because it's not tied to the uh, COVID-19 emergency that Biden... That's why Biden finally decided to end the emergency. He had the emergency there so that the FDA could continue using the emergency youth authorization. But they decided they don't need the emergency to do that. Right. Yeah, they're going to do it anyway. And the reason they're doing that is because as long as it's continued under emergency use, I think it provides indemnity to people who might want to sue Pfizer over uh, the bad effects of the vaccine. Yeah. This is... I, I, it blows it's my mind. It's completely nefarious, and the the fact that nobody's jumping on this, I, I I'm I'm speechless. I I mean, how how is this happening? It's so in your face. I I just don't understand anyone who would allow themselves to get jabbed at this point. Yeah, and I don't understand why these people are still walking around and not in jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, a Nicaraguan dictator, uh, Daniel Ortega, mm-hmm. sentences a Catholic bishop to 26 years in prison for undermining national security and sovereignty, spreading fake news through information technology, obs- and obstructing an official in the performance of his of his duties. Also for aggravated disobedience or contempt of authority. I wonder if we could get that bishop, break him free, bring him over here, and he could be an American bishop. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be cool if our bishops were that brave? Were that, yeah. That, uh, Would that not be something? <sighs> need manly bishops. It's depressing. Um, so I guess there was a pro-life group who went outside Planned Parenthood. Looks like mostly teenagers. And they uh-huh. were they were fined. Uh, they held signs and prayed. They were fined a million dollars. Whoa! Uh, For praying. Yeah. Gen- Judge Tim Fennessy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine being the judge on something like this? What you're gonna face in the afterlife? I know, man. I I really worry about. Guys like him, Judge Crush from Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You've got something to pay for here. This is... Well, anyway, he, he said they would have to pay $850,000 in legal fees in addition to the $110,000 in civil damages that they were previously ordered to pay to Planned Parenthood of Greater Washington and North Idaho. Um, I guess the church is the one being charged here, but they went back and they're praying outside anyway. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't pray. I wouldn't pay it. I would just, okay, close the church. We'll just meet in someone's basement. Yeah. You can't, you can't stop us, bud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. What if, what if the Catholic church hosted something like this and said, well, you know what? Instead of paying, pray. Instead of paying uh, millions of dollars to 
keep priests from going to jail. We're going to take that money and we're going to pay the legal fees for people who go and fight abortion. Yeah, let's do that. Let's let's. That church would be so great. There would be no stopping us. Let's let's not, uh, you know, not try to keep the pedo priests from being punished. Instead, let's let's go and support the faithful in their yeah work to end the murder of children. What if Pope Francis, instead of trying to fight for sodomy, fought for the lives of young babies to stay alive? Oh my gosh, yeah. What if he really fought? Not just talked. You know, Pope John Paul II, he did at least talk. Mm-hmm. He did the talk. Uh, but what if he did the walk? What if he ordered his bishops, you are going to pay every legal fee for every pro-lifer in your diocese. Unless yeah. they do something violent like, you know, blowing up a building. But for, for people but who for go to any, the, like, anybody who Operation wants to, Rescue... To peaceably protest, yeah. That would be... We we would win the abortion fight. Mm-hmm. We would win. Yeah. Uh, speaking of the Vatican, they've partnered with a leftist uh, Swedish group to send climate change books to parishes worldwide. That's that's just embarrassing. <laughs> it is. It's yeah. Like... Who's this church that, that is paying the legal fees? This is, uh, let's see, ruled that the pro-life Christian group called the Church at Planned Parenthood, TCAPP. That's the name of the church. Oh, okay. So they go out and pray in front of Planned Parenthood. So it's that a Christian is the group. church. That's, and but it's it's not it's not a Catholic church, right? It's a it's a group of Christians who said we're, we're going to say church. this is our church. We yeah. stand here at the corner in front of Planned Parenthood, and that's where we pray. Okay, I get it. That's awesome. That's <laughs> cool as hell. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the church has been fined. Yeah, but if the church has no funds then what and they're well, just members well, of the I think church. they're I think they're saying insurance will cover it I don't know hmm. but they were told they're under strict court orders to keep at least 35 feet away from the abortion facility and refrain from making any noise between 8 a.m and 7 p.m <laughs> <laughs> I I just you know that's the kind of American in your face, we're gonna do it anyway. That, that everybody that should used be doing. To, yeah, yeah. That used to be what America was. It, yeah, I mean, it it used to be that that telling an American you have to avoid this spot of public area and you can't talk in a public space. That, it just wouldn't work. Right. And, and we need that back. I I know that it's gone right now, except it does exist in these tiny little groups. Mm-hmm. And we got to let that breathe and let it breed until America comes back. Yeah. Amazing. Uh, let's see. So I guess Archbishop Bruno Forte, he reissued. They're saying reissued, but I don't know if he just talked about it out loud. Uh, the Vatican's 
1983 condemnation of Freemasonry. Freemasonry. Oh, okay. So I and, think, yeah. It, so by reissue, probably just means that he reiterated. Uh, yeah, probably that's what it. But uh, and maybe issued it for his diocese well, as a rule. LifeSite News is calling it reissued. Well, he might have reissued it for his diocese. Yeah, he can do that. Well, the local Masons are appealing to the Pope to try to get rid of this rule. He would have to change canon law. Yeah. Well, Pope Francis has done that. Not about this, but right. He's not afraid of changing canon law. That's I wonder. True. I wonder if he'll do this. I wonder if he can do this. He can remove the condemnation. I don't know. I mean, because... If they make the kind of promises that they used to make, then you could not, even if they removed the uh, condemnation, you still couldn't do it and be a good Catholic. There would still be a barrier. That would make it sinful... I don't know if it would make you an excommunicate, but it would make it a sin to belong to the group. Mm-hmm. At least. Hmm. I don't know. I guess we'll see what happens there. Um, that's all the news I got. All right. Well, we'll see what happens with that one. Yeah. Um, I got a few items. Uh, first, this is really weird and actually offended me. Um even though they they subsequently apparently have backed off, but the Indian government were asking people to hug cows on Valentine's Day. The Indian, like from India. Yes, the government in India suggested that cows. people treat Valentine's Day as a cow hug day, mm-hmm. which I, you know Saint Valentine is a Catholic saint. You know, these days we have all of this. Stupid rhetoric against uh, what people call cultural um, appropriation. Like, for example, mm-hmm. if I decide uh, I want to dress up as a mariachi band member for Halloween, although you can't do that, that's cultural appropriation. Um, uh, like or I want to dress face. up as an Indian with a tomahawk or something like that. That's uh, cultural appropriation. Well, this is cultural appropriation, misappropriation, yeah. in a way that is very offensive. Yeah, it's disgusting. Um, now I don't know what what the creatures like, that are that are lower than human beings. Not only yeah. is it a creature, it's not God, but it's a creature that's lower than us, mm-hmm. not above us, and, and they worship them. And they want to take one of our uh, one of our holy days, one of our feasts, a Catholic feast of a Catholic saint. Who is, I think, also a martyr. So he gave his life for God. And then want to take his day and say, go hug a cow. Go hug a beast of burden on this day. That's insane. Do you know why Why do we turn St. Valentine's Day into a romance thing? Do you know what that came from? Um, I, I, I don't know how true... The story is, but the the legend story that that we that I heard as a kid was that Saint Valentine was a bishop who, during a a particular Roman period of persecution of Christians, and particularly who had you know the the Roman emperor had outlawed Christian marriage, would nonetheless marry uh, young couples. 
Okay. And that's the association with romance, with, you know, Christian love, Christian married love particularly, which grew into romance then. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't, like I said, I don't know how true the story is, but that's the story that I heard. Well, I don't know. I don't, I don't care for things like that. That sweetest day and. Oh, well, sweetest day is just a. Nothing it's a but second a second Valentine's Day, a Hallmark holiday, but yeah. Saint Valentine's Day is at least a saint's holy day, right? And he is a martyr. Yeah, I had to look more into that and find out how yeah, much I think, that is. I true. think there's actually like a couple of of Valentine bishops who might be the candidate for like the original cult of Saint Valentine's Day or something. I don't know. So we don't even know I, which. I was trying to read into that, and it's like mm, it's a little bit of a confusing uh, crisscrossing story. So. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Um, so this is kind of weird, um, and I almost I don't know whether to associate this with with uh, COVID stuff or not, but but. Just within the last couple of weeks, two separate um, funeral homes in the United States, one in Iowa, one in New York, uh, received a body of a person who it turned out was still alive. Wow. Uh, both of them fortunately caught, um, you know, before they were embalmed. <laughs> wow. But really weird. You'd and think that kind of thing wouldn't happen. You would anymore. think it would never happen. See, that awakens a long-time fear that I've had of being buried, buried alive. alive. Yeah, I know. That's Well, you know who else had a, had a specific fear of that? His dad. Oh, yeah? Yeah. He, he told me once that he just has this ongoing fear that he's going to end up being buried alive. And he's always been a little bit claustrophobic. Yeah. I, I, I really want my body to be cremated. <laughs> yeah, well, I want it to be at least embalmed. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. I just... It's just weird. I, I, I doubt that it could happen because even after you die, well, especially right now, you wait sometimes days before you're buried, you know? Well, yeah. Body goes into a freezer and then it goes moved to someone else and then... You gotta pay someone to take care of it until you plan for the wake or plan for the funeral, things like that. Huh. Anyway. Okay, so this next one. Are you able to click the links that I sent you? Yeah. Does this next one work? Uh, Spanish. Because I clicked on it and it worked on my other computer, but the one that I'm using to record, it's like, it's all. Messing up. There's a there's a dude walking around or driving his bike around nude. Okay, so you you're you're seeing it. All right, I'm not seeing it, but basically he's sitting these... there talking. He's going. He's sitting there on a bike, nude, and he says the the find does not make any sense. I was accused of obscene exhibitionism. While well, he's standing there nude. <laughs> well, apparently yeah. the the Spain Which according High to Court... the dictionary. Has ruled that... Has a that sexual intention. He has a right to do this. Because the way it's defined... He says, according to the dictionary, 
Um, but that could depend on what dictionary you use. Yeah. It has a sexual intention. Exhibitionism, it has a sexual intention. And he's saying, I have no sexual intention. He just doesn't want to wear clothes. And so it has nothing to do with what I was doing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How about just a basic decency law then? I don't know. Anyway, the Spanish high court uh, supported his... So, uh, it is okay to walk around naked in Spain now. In the streets. As long as in you public. have no sexual intentions. Yeah, yeah, it's just, you just gotta say no sexual intention. How would you prove that you have a sexual intention? Or that you or don't. don't have a... I mean, I guess for a man it's easy enough. It, yeah, you can tell. <laughs> if you were a woman, there'd be no way to prove it. But a woman That's right. generally... Not only wouldn't do that, but most people wouldn't care. So, <laughs> all right, whatever. I don't know. I mean, world is anyone... getting weird. I think about this every now and then. Okay, so are we going to... We're probably not going to have clothes in heaven the way most people think of it. No, but we're not going to have the same appetites in heaven. Yeah, we no, will have that bodies, matter. but not with the base app, not with animal appetites. I know, but take away the appetite. Imagine oh, just, yourself running through a field. But you are you don't have clothes because... But the thing is, I think the idea like is that our bodies will be glorified. So the glory of God will kind of be our clothing in a way. That will I shine know. through. I'm not talking about what we look like. I'm talking about the practicality of it. It... Imagine running without clothing. Like without shoes? No. Or without like something to hold things in place? Something to hold things in place. Yeah, I, okay. That's, that's no way. Yeah. <laughs> There'd have to be something to hold everything tight. I Otherwise, it's just, it's mayhem. It's maybe, just maybe going everywhere. Maybe runs in <laughs> that's, that's what it is. We all fly. <laughs> I know. That's what I was thinking. It's like, well, why would you run? You just think yourself over there. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess there's that. But, but people you know, like to not. run. <laughs> I don't I know just, what it's... I just can't imagine that. No. <laughs> this is chaotic. No. We need something. But you know, Adam and Eve... Before they sinned, they didn't have any clothes. I guess they didn't run. I, you know, I because women have the same problem. It, I know it wouldn't bother us, but I but imagine it, it bothers them. It can, well, yeah, I've heard that it's painful if they don't have support. Yeah, I imagine it would be painful if we didn't have support. I've never done it, so I don't know. But I, if I picture that, I think oh, that would yeah, kind of hurt. That would be uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They, you know, it's. <laughs> you think Adam and Eve never ran anywhere? I guess so. Because <laughs> it said they realized they were naked, so they put clothes on. They made clothes. Out of fig leaves. They never did it because, oh, this is uncomfortable. Hey, we could we could strap ourselves up here and. This wouldn't hurt anymore. That's not why they yeah, did it. There's never it. a motivation. So I, I something must be different. Like maybe maybe after the fall, 
something that was inverted became extroverted. Or maybe it was smaller at one time. Or tougher, I don't know. That could be. But still, it would be awkward, to say the least. (laughs) I don't like being naked. I... I worry about going to heaven where everybody... <laughs> like, I don't care if anyone else... I don't want to be... God, naked. I know... <laughs> I know we're supposed to be returned to this, this body's whole great, innocence but thing, but could you make an exception for me? <laughs> let me let me close up I a would, little here. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of those things I think about every now and then. Yeah. Oh, well. Okay. Is that your last news? That is my last news. And what we've got left is the uh, Bible trivia. Okay, Bible trivia. All right, so roll the dice. Comes up five, which is numbers. So, another numbers question. Which plague involved boils? You know, have you ever, like, read through the plagues and and tried to, like, count them up as 1, 2, 3, 4 through 10? I thought it was 7. See, I grew up thinking it was 10. But I I remember a couple times trying to, like, explicitly count them, but it it never quite came out exact for me. But anyway, so which plague involved Yeah, because some of them them are, like... uh, it seems like there were two parts of one plague, you know? Yeah. I thought it was seven plagues. I I always, like, would refer to it as the ten plagues. All right, so now we got to figure that out. Was it seven or ten? I'm still okay, going to say, on. I'm saying number four for the boils. I'll no, go with no, that no, no, because, because it's so... Because at first, the plagues were outer, like, the land was being plagued, and then... The people were plagued. So I think it's later than that. I think it's like maybe six. So I'm, I'm going to say six. That's my... And it's a guess. It's a pure guess. Okay. So according to the text, God sent ten plagues upon the Egyptians. Okay. Uh, the sixth plague was the plague of boils. Oh, cool. Uh, in Exodus 9, 8 through 11. Took handfuls of soot from a furnace and threw it in the air... Causing it to become a fine dust. I don't remember that part. They then stood before Pharaoh and threw the dust in the air, and it caused painful boils to break out on the people and animals throughout Egypt. It didn't quite go that way. Well, like in the movie that we like to watch. I don't even remember boils in the movie. I remember some kind of thing because, like, he picked up the sand and he he like. Um, that was, he like dumped it into the water and it turned to uh, blood. No, no, that was, a, he did that with his staff, but he would like pick, oh. like stand and let the sand fall and the dust of it was blowing in the wind and it caused like boils or something like that. I don't remember that. But, you know, what's, what's interesting about the, uh, the plagues that, that was not shown in the movie, um, is that the first few plagues, it, it is, I always thought this was kind of God's cruel sense of humor. So Moses would do something and it would cause a bad thing, like the water turning blood red. And yeah. then 
Pharaoh's priests would say, hey, we figured out how to do this too. And then the frogs and the Pharaoh's priests brought frogs forth and stuff like that. So it's like not only is God sending them plagues, but then he's Don't. getting them to repeat the plague on themselves. Yeah, these people are dumb. <laughs> it's like, I'm going to punch you in the face. See, I can punch myself in the face too. Yeah. <laughs> but then eventually it got to the point where the, the Pharaoh's priests couldn't figure out, well, the, the magicians couldn't figure out how to do it anymore. <laughs> I wonder, I mean, like, they... Didn't the first wasn't the first one he turned his staff into a snake? Is that really what? That wasn't was a plague. That was a kind of a trick. Okay, that, that was in the Bible, though, right? Yes. And then his snake ate the other snakes because right. they did it too. I wonder yeah. how they did it. I don't know. I mean, you know, they were magicians. I if they and, really and, did it, or you know, is it possible that that they had greater access to real demons back then, or is you know are these really just illusionary tricks? Uh, I don't yeah, know. That's what I always wondered. I don't know. You know, there's there's a um, even if know, they were demons, how would they even? They could make it look like a snake. They could, yeah, they could make it writhe and act like a snake. Turn it into a life. Yeah, but you know the. Um, you know the guy that does the uh, the Sedebeg contest arguments, Peter Diamond? Fear? I've heard the name. I've never listened to him. Okay. I have not listened to him either. So this is coming to me from my son. Well, he also uh, claims that um, every well-known magician, and even some non-well-known ones, but basically the magicians that, that we kind of accept as entertainment. Yeah. Are actually into occult practices and that's how they do some of their magic. Like David Copperfield? Like David Copperfield. Or is he talking like some like of the street musicians? Blackstone, uh, like magicians. David Blaine, like yeah. Okay, like, David I Blaine. mean that's he claims and and I think it's just that he's not clever enough to figure out the trick. Chris Angel. Yeah. He claims that these guys are into real occult black magic and that's how they do some of their tricks now i, I you know don't i don't even i don't think any of them are personally but i it did make me think well okay is it is it absolutely out of the question from a catholic point of view that that could be the source of some of what pharaoh's priests were able to do i would imagine some of it might be um but i, yeah. I don't know I mean, it could be that God gave demons more permission to do more things in order to set up this giant exodus that was going to mm-hmm. be talked about forever. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah that could be. <laughs> you know, There's everything a, everything God lets demons do, somehow or other, they do it in the service of God. Yeah, you would think they'd wise up. It'd be like, no, let's not do this. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So that's it. All right. Well, folks, think about what we said. And as always, go on, circle the beats. See you next week. Bye, everyone.